0: Everybody. this is Eric Stark with Radio Arizona RV. So today's episode is number fifty-three, and we're going to pick up where we left off in episode number fifty-two with our interview with Mark Spilsberry from Go Power Solar. And as a reminder, Go Power is owned by Valterra Products, and you guys all know I'm a fan of Volterra because they have very good products, very little problems. So we do appreciate that. Now, as a reminder, check out our websites, Arizona RV Part Center. It's overgone a facelift, so hopefully it's all finished by the time this episode is produced, and just gonna look better, work better, better functionality. So we decided to make that change, and for everybody's benefit, makes it easier for you, makes it easier for us. And don't forget to look at um, sunpromfg.com, our website where we make all of our sunshade products, and they're all available there. And look at our easy shades and our ultra shades they have new lower prices so you want to check that out save some money they're dropped down by about 25 30 percent so a big savings there so again this is eric stark with radio arizona rv and we're going to pick up where we left off last week with mark spillsbury in our interview with go power solar products all right so we're back today with mark spillsbury from go power and we're going to continue our discussion about go power solar panels and last week we or last episode excuse me last episode we left at what is go powers warranting you know 25 years on the rigid panels and you know the years vary on the other stuff so awesome warranty guys you got to check that out too and it's definitely something to consider when you're buying a panel but now we're going to pick up kind of into the more technical side of the panels um, if you install your system and what, you, uh, how you can get some help with it. So, Mark, you're back today, and I want to thank <laughs> you for coming back again. And Hey, no problem. With the panels, if someone's doing an installation, I'm sure you guys get a million phone calls, but if they have a problem, they're doing their install, and they get down to the end there, and maybe it doesn't seem like the the panels are charging, or the controller's not working properly. Can they call you guys for tech support?
1: Of course. Yeah, we we get it a lot, and um, like <laughs> what it what it usually is is people just don't quite understand the the solar controllers or the controller, just because that's it, it's like the window into the system. Because solar, obviously, it's a passive technology. You can't really see it working and what it's doing. So with a digital solar controller, this gives us a window into what you're actually seeing. So on our controllers, uh they'll show you three different things primarily. So it'll show you uh your battery voltage if if you care, I don't. How many <laughs> how many amps the panels producing. So that gives you an idea, you know, um you know where you know what kind of power you're getting. And then but most people like myself, I just I leave it on um a percentage of power remaining. So this is it's based off voltage, but it gives you a pretty good indicator of where your battery's sitting. So if you're at, you know, eighty-five percent or forty percent, if you're getting low, you need to know okay, maybe I need to roll back on some of my stuff, or if I'm in great shape, it just gives you that little peace of mind, um, which is nice.
0: Right. Okay. So so you guys are more than willing to help. So when they call you, hey, I got some Go Power <laughs> panels and a uh, charge yeah. controller, a little bit of issue here. And then, yeah. If there's a, let's say you guys are on the phone and you diagnose it as the charge controller is bad, do, they, do you guys just take care mm-hmm. of that or do they have to go back to the, the, the store where they bought it? How does that work?
1: Um, most of the time, um, we, it's, well, if it's over the phone and we're working with customers, usually we handle ourselves. Sometimes it's just easier. But if, if they're comfortable with their dealer that they're working with or the store, they'll swap it out. But um, we're, we're pretty easy going that way, to be honest. Um, a lot of times, it's, a lot of times when we get the call. It's it's usually just because they don't know what they're what they're seeing, so that it's, it's a bit of education, and then then we write them on their way. Um, one of our controllers is a, a dual bank controller, so some people will think, well, I got two batteries. Um, how come I'm only charging battery bank, battery one and not battery two? But then it's just explaining that once those batteries are wired together, it's really one big battery um and you're not using battery to those controllers are for or that features for if you had a class, you know, A B C R V, RV. You, its primary job is to charge your house batteries and but that it can also charge the vehicle starting battery. So it can maintain both while the vehicle's being in use or parked. Um things like that that they may, may not have caught in part of the the, the call.
0: So. Okay, perfect. So sometimes it's oh, just okay. little Things they missed, maybe in the instructions, or not understanding something totally. So it's pretty simple yep, stuff or, in most cases. If they're having a
1: problem, yeah, it's it's really rare when an actual a solar panel fails. Um, usually, and if it does fail, it's the, the least expensive part of the whole panel, which is usually the little diode in the back. Um, but it's just pretty rare because usually it's like I think it's less than one in a thousand um, fail. So that's pretty, they're pretty reliable. So usually right. we can rule that out. Right. But I have had to ask people if the RV is outside and sometimes it's not. So <laughs> I got to make sure that the thunder's out in the sun, <laughs> but you never know. Right. <laughs> My computer doesn't work. Uh, yeah, I remember, you turn it on? <laughs> <I don't> no. <know. laughs> well, I, I, I've had, I've had another one where, um, a couple live in, lived in, in Michigan and, they Came back to dead batteries over the winter. I'm like, because they were down, I think they were in Arizona or somewhere. But I guess I'm, I had to think about it for a bit. I'm like, well, is there any chance the RV was covered in snow for most of the winter? And of course it was, it was buried, but they had, I think they'd left something on, so just drain the batteries. But it, it had no, it's, if solar is covered in snow, it can't really charge the batteries right. as well. So <laughs> things like that. Yeah. That happens. But that sounds like things I do
0: Yeah. <laughs> in the heat of battle, you know, you get and, all fired up.
1: <laughs> you're like, Oh yeah. Yep. No, but it, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty, you know, if there's something wrong, like it's pretty quick and we'll, we'll work okay. with the customer to figure it out.
0: So that kind of leads to troubleshooting. You guys, I mean, if someone calls you, you can pretty much just walk them through the troubleshooting process, right? It's pretty straightforward yeah, like, too, I think. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Ideally, yeah. If anyone, if you're listening, just make sure you you leave everything the way it is ideally so then we can walk you through it versus taking everything out and go, I got a bad controller or a bad solar panel, but it might've been totally fine and now we have no way to tell. So ideally they could wait for us. So definitely call us first and we'll have, we'll walk you guys through it.
0: All right. So they're going to have to dig into it a little bit and be patient. And, um, using a meter is going to be much more better than a test light, correct? Volt meter versus Tesla. <laughs> You've heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <yes. laughs> okay. It's always good to have in your R V if you don't have one.
0: Right. I just had someone the other day, you know, they just really fight me on this. Just you gotta get a voltmeter. I don't wanna get one, you know. <laughs> well you gotta have 'em. They're an R V, you know. <laughs> But you it's should. it's, it's I a lot more accurate than a test light. Test lights, you know, might light up. It doesn't mean you're getting the voltage you need or the amps, whatever it might be. Where a voltmeter mm-hmm. just well, tells lot, you what you have.
1: A lot of the in- inverters that are out there, too, if you're on inverter power and then you go to test the outlets, they'll show you faults because of just how inverters create their power. But if you're on short power, it won't. So that's a whole other thing. But, um, good
0: to know yeah so a multimeter would be more accurate to say with dc and ac voltage on it and yeah that, know, i'm
1: getting different I'd be settings happy if everybody had one of those but right
0: with different yeah. settings too so you have 20 volts 200 volts 600 volts whatever but so you can check it out properly um, even a 600 volt meter is going to give you not the most accurate reading if you're only using 120 volts so Multimeters are the way to go. Great
1: stocking stuffer.
0: <laughs> right yeah, there exactly. you go. Yeah, especially for fifty bucks for something halfway decent. You know you can't go wrong.
1: No, for sure.
0: Okay, now still on the technical side here, but I am yeah. going to go back up on the roof for a moment. um How does somebody really calculate how many panels they need? I probably should ask this sooner, but how many? You know, when no, you sit here okay. and I look at it. Um, and, my RV is 40 feet long. I got a microwave and my wife uses a hairdryer. <laughs> is
1: that enough? Yeah. Not really. <laughs> Cause there's more to it. Uh, so what basically, yeah, we need to figure out all the things you're going to run throughout the, your, your RVing trip. If it's going to, are you, are you going to be a, like a weekend warrior guy? Are you going to be going for longer trips or your full time? That's obviously part of it. Cause you're going to be drawing more and maybe you won't need to rely on you need to rely on batteries but if you're a weekend guy you may only need to rely on your batteries for that weekend um so really like yeah you need to add up all the loads and we if you go to gp electric like we were talking.com um we have a, a solar calculator on there that kind of helps walk you through the steps um and if, if you go to um any of the dealerships usually they have some um, of our handouts and stuff and then we have a sizing sheet page just similar to the calculator so this helps Add up all the loads you're going to run and give you an idea of the things maybe you're, you're not thinking about. Um, cause in an RV, there's, there's loads that are running 24 hours a day, like your, you know, your propane alarm and fridge circuit board and things like that we got to account for. Um, and then it'll give you basically a, a total number of amp hours you're burning, um, or using. And then, um, that we've already pre-matched that up with, uh, the right size solar kits or at least or options of kits that are available. And then it helps you choose. And then it also um, will give you a recommended battery bank size. So, solar is great and all that, but if you only have one battery, you're going to be hammering that battery at nighttime, and then you just you'll you could run out of power. So, we want to make sure that we have the right amount of batteries to go with the right amount of solar, so that you, have to, you get the right system.
0: Right. Okay. Very good. So it's gonna take a little bit of work, and I I, I went through the process on your website, yep. and I kind of went well, I went heavy on it, you know. So I need this really killer system, yep. you know. <laughs> and I'm thinking that's way overboard. <laughs> And so I realized, you know, it's not your website, it's me. I just didn't answer the questions properly because I was just being lazy about it. I just, eh, whatever, you know. So if you get lazy, you're going to yeah, well, spend more what, money.
1: <laughs> essentially. Right. So that's when I have someone ask, I got a, a 40-foot RV, what do I need or what do I want? I'm like, well, it's not that easy. There's a bunch of dependent factors. You right. could be a couple or you could be like like me, like we were talking. I got five kids, so chances are I'm going to be burning more power. They're going to be burning more, using more power than you know, the average people are. So you. there's no one size real fits all. You kind of, you want to really tailor it based on what kind of RV or you are. Right. And the nice, the nice part about, about solar anyway, you can add more as you go. So that's something that can keep, you can keep growing. Um, where, uh, and same with batteries. You can add more if you find it's not quite enough, or maybe you're doing more winter RVing now than you were before. So you don't have as much sun hours, that kind of thing. And, uh, uh So that with the inverter, though, that's something you have to choose from the get go. If, if otherwise, you have to rewire a bigger one in. So that's usually where I'll, you know someone comes to me. They're like, "Oh, I only want a small inverter. I just want to run my you know electronics." I'm like, "Well, are you sure you're never going to want to run a bigger load like a microwave or toaster, or hair dryer, things like that?" Then they kind of get thinking again. I'm like, "Oh, maybe I should," just because. You can't really add to the inverter. You got to choose that from the get-go, or you'll have to replace it down the road.
0: Right, that makes a lot of sense. And an inverter is not something you just take out and throw away. It's going to be hard to resell, so you're probably not going to get your money out of it either. And technology changes yeah. too, so it's kind of like an old iPhone wired side sitting around. Different. You know, after a couple of years, it's not good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, yeah. So you want it to last. Right. So buy the inverter, spend the money on that up front and maybe cut back on the panels or the batteries and add those down the road. If you feel that's what you need to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, with, uh, with the solar, you can, you can wait as well because obviously they last a long time with batteries, depending on the battery type, you don't want to wait too long. If if you're going to do that just because you don't like mixing, say you had standard lead acid batteries, if those are three or four years old and you've used them pretty heavy, you don't want to add brand new ones into the mix because those old batteries will kind of like try to drain the life or those, they'll, those they'll damp- you'll end up uh, aging those new batteries faster than you'd like. So it's like with batteries, you kind of want to swap them out at the same time or try to make them uh, around the same amount of time if you can.
0: Okay. That's an excellent point. And that's something, you know, I try to push, and it's just hard for people to accept that because batteries are kind of expensive, but it makes absolute yep. sense. You know, you basically just make your new batteries old batteries, like you said. So, yeah, that's yeah, an excellent yeah, point. Yeah, thinner than you'd like. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, very good. And then, um, you know, along the subject of bad, well, actually calculating, you know, calculating the panels it's just you have to put the work into it mm-hmm. up front. You can't just try to guess. You can have to put a little bit of effort into that. And, you know, like your website yes, will help exactly. out with that as well, gpelectric.com. So now another thing, we were talking about the batteries and what mm-hmm. batteries work best with solar or is it just what batteries work best, period? I mean, is that how it falls? I mean, all batteries are going to work with solar, but would an AGM battery, battery mm-hmm. work better with solar than a lead acid?
1: Well, sort of. So here here's my take on it. Like all, all batteries function the same way. They're... A, Storage device for our, our basically our solar, so they're our gas tank. But usually, lead acid batteries they have to be vented, so um, they're they're less expensive. They're an older technology. If you're not planning to have this RV for you know too long, you don't maybe they won't want to invest in expensive lithium batteries. But usually, these ones are going to be on like the the tongue of the trailer. They don't usually leave you a lot of room to have a, a lot of batteries there. So you usually, get maybe two and a one to two batteries, kind of there. Um, when you go to make your system larger, that's usually where I suggest um, AGM batteries because they're AGM stands for absorbed glass mass. They're they're a, a basically a gel battery that has some wire meshing woven through the lead plates that just allow the battery to be rapidly charged with a converter or a large solar system, for example. Um, so with those, they don't need to be vented. Um, and I say that because no RV is really airtight. Um, <laughs> so they can be put in places uh, like the, the pass-through compartment. You can build a little spot. You can put them underneath the bed. Some people put them um, under the couch seats, that kind of thing. So you can make the system larger with those batteries, whereas with lead acid, they do vent when you want to keep them outside. So it gives you a the, the way to make the system bigger um, and have a bigger gas tank. Um, lithiums are the kind of the next craze with batteries. Um, they're still expensive, but there is a lot of interest in them. Uh, lithium compared say, so lead acid and AGM, I'll say they have roughly the same amount of cycle life. So that's basically uh, have, starting off with of full and then draining, let's say we'll drain it down to below 50%, uh, right around there is what we recommend with those because you get the average life out of it. Um, so you usually get about, you should get about 200 cycles out of a lead acid or an AGM battery. And if I do my math right, that's going out, uh, say, RVing 20 times a year, which is unfortunately more than I get to do. But <laughs> those batteries, if, you, if you're doing that, should last you about 10 years. Um, and most of the time, people are throwing those batteries away after two or three years because they've not had solar to charge them and bring them back up to hundred percent and or they've left them in a really low state of charge and they sulfated and just we've right. done we've we've drained them and hurt them so that's the top with lithium batteries uh ours for example and others too i'm sure they can handle about 1500 cycles and if i do the same math that works out to be about 75 years wow. so and that and that's and that 1500 cycles it's the batteries only drop to about 90% of the rated power. So they actually can be even more. Um, and then with lithium, you can you can hammer them from 100% down to, or roughly 90% down to about uh, 10% is where, they'll, where they'll cut out and it doesn't damage them. So there are benefits to looking at lithium if you're going to have your RV for a while and don't want to have to reinvest in batteries over the next few years. If you aren't planning to do solar. So some people also look at it as a way to save weight too, because they're usually less than half the weight of a lead acid or AGM battery, uh, things like that. There, there limit, there are limitations with lithium though, right now. Uh, you, they don't like to be charged, uh, below freezing. So if you drained your battery down overnight and then woke up, say you're in Colorado to a uh, below zero day, that battery won't allow itself to be charged back until it's above freezing. So some people have to put a uh, little like little heating blankets in there, little DC heating blankets, to make sure that the battery is above freezing. Um, it doesn't hurt the battery, it just won't allow it to charge because it's got a little uh, battery um, uh, circuit board in there that basically is monitoring it. Right. And it also does it on the high end, but I'm, it has to be above, I think, 130 Fahrenheit for that to kick in, which I don't know many people are RVing that hot, but it's possible, <laughs> right. but uh, there you go, so that's a little bit on batteries.
0: So. Yeah, so that's that's pretty helpful, and the lithium batteries, um, you know, they are new, and people don't understand them, but they will work with the solar, it's just a couple things about it, but they're not, you know, like having it freezing, or not charging, that's not a deal breaker, you know, because it's a much better battery, you know, for the in lifespan, theory, yeah. especially so. if you're keeping your RV, and you're going to hang on to it for a long time, then. That's the way to go. Really?
1: Yeah. yeah if you look at like a, a lead acid or an AGM battery, like I was saying, you really only want to drop them down to about 50% mm-hmm. of the rated power. So if you've got a hundred amp hour battery, really you only have a 50 amp hour battery if you take care of it. Right. Where if you have a hundred, hundred amp hour lithium, you can use all that hundred amps and it doesn't hurt the battery. So you really have twice the battery in the, per every other battery you have. Right. Right. So you, you, you get a little bit more mileage out of it. Um but for example, like uh you might see our hundred amp hour battery um, in the thousand dollar range where I think the list, the AGMs are in the like uh two hundred fifty to three hundred dollar range for the same kind of battery. They're the same size battery. Just to give people an idea of yeah. what the costs
0: are out there. It's more money, but throw it in with the financing, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: well, hey, if you get that 30% deal,
0: right, there you go. There you go. But,
1: uh, huh. Yeah, but if you if yeah, if you're buying an RV and you want it to last, you want to have it, you're planning on having it for a long period of time, it might be worth it to you.
0: Right, definitely. Yeah, you just don't have to worry about it. It's just one less thing to worry about. RVs um, have a lot right, of things you're right. maintaining and looking at. And, <laughs> You know, a lot of moving pieces. Like you said, it's a constant 6.0 earthquake. So one less thing to yeah. think about there. So along those lines, exactly. too, you know, that's less maintenance. And um, when it comes to a solar system, is there really any maintenance other than washing the panels that you need to do?
1: Well, you know, other than if you had a lead-acid battery, um, you'd want to make sure your distilled water levels are good over time on the battery side. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah, just keeping the panels clean, um, cause people will go, you know, through dusty roads or like pollen blooms up my way up to the scotch broom. So that sometimes things look yellow. You gotta make sure that it, it doesn't hurt them. Like I've seen panels actually that are like, you can, you know, you can write your name in wash me or something on them. And they're still putting out about like 80% of the power that they probably could if they were totally clean. But ideally, if you want the best performance, you just gotta clean them every once in a while.
0: Okay, perfect. So there's not much to do there. Then you cover the batteries too. It's just, if you have a lead acid battery, you have to check yeah. the, the level of the water in it.
1: That's it's, it. When we're with AGMs and lithium, you don't touch. Right. So mm-hmm. that's good too.
0: Yeah. And AGMs are sealed batteries so they can lay on their sides and they don't leak or anything like that. Like lead acid batteries. Exactly. They don't make that mess. Exactly. No corrosion.
1: Yeah. You have more, you have more options for how you're mounting them, where, right. to, where to hide them at base or maximize your space in your RV.
0: Right. There's a lot of things we buy or use that has AGM type batteries or sealed batteries in them that are upside down laying on their side. So because they don't leak, (laughs) don't vent. So it's very nice. Um, So now where could I buy some go power products besides Arizona RV parts center?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the only place you want to buy the stuff right now. Uh, uh, Well, Primarily we sell to the RV dealerships across North America. Um, There are some online uh, people as well out there, but you can always go to our dealer locator on our website and look for the closest dealer in your area.
0: All right. Perfect. And most RV stores across the United States and probably Canada carry go power products or can get them. So if that's your Mm -hmm. preference, it's not like it's this unattainable product. Um, you know they all have access to it, and Go power's been around for a long time, and you know it's one of our preferred um products you know we we well you guys know me i i uh some brands I like some brands I don't and Go is one of the brands <laughs> I liked, and part of it too is you know they're owned by Volterra products and and you've heard me talk about Volterra and Volterra is a good brand that I speak very highly of so You know, companies that are good kind of stick together and companies that are great buy other great products, you know. So Volterra Mm -hmm. bought GoPower, nice little mix there. But now another thing, though, um, you know, someone goes to an RV store, maybe they can't get the answers they need. Uh, The person they're talking to is, you know, maybe not the right person. So they're a little, you know, confused about it. Can they go to your website to really get all their questions answered or call you guys if they can't find the answers on the website?
1: Yeah, both. Um, we, on our website, we've got uh, a whole video library of uh, you know different products and different installations and things like that. There's a oh, I'm going to get in trouble from my marketing department, but there's a almost like a an FAQ section, but like a learn more about solar and how it works uh, catalog or, or booklet on there. Um, that uh, a lot of people like, so that's in there. Um, I'm saying it wrong, so I should probably be upset, but. You know, that's how it is. But, yeah, there's lots of information on there. I have it all in my head these days, it seems. But, yeah, it's not on our website. You can uh, call us anytime. There's there's live bodies here that you can talk to. It's nice. Um, Yeah, we're always available to help.
0: All right, perfect. You know, and that's what's, you know, what is hard to find today sometimes are the answers to the question you need because customer service is not really growing anymore. It's shrinking and so keep that in mm-hmm. mind, you know, if you're looking at solar, you know, you've got questions called go power and hopefully you're going to buy their product as well. Um, you know, it is a good product. And so it all ties together. Their website reflects the company they are. It shows that they care about their customer, which is you, you know, they want to make sure that when you buy something, it works for you because you're going to own it for a long time, <laughs> you know, probably until you sell your, well, RV yeah, like- or, or it, or get rid of it, whatever. Go ahead, yeah then, it's
1: like with the the, the the solar warranties too there's not many companies that have been in solar that actually were almost there twenty five years but I, we've had companies in the past that have put hundred year warranties on our solar panel but then unfortunately <laughs> they're no longer in business after a year or two and that doesn't really help <laughs> but um <Right. laughs> luckily like you know they're gonna last most solar panels are fine but Bill, so it's something that, you know, we always want to take care of our customers. I think you probably know that too with Altair. Um, and the RV industry is really kind of our, uh, where we started and where we've grown from. And that's something we always want to make sure that we maintain and keep our customers
0: happy. All right. That's awesome. So, hey, Mark, I want to thank you very much for giving us the time and, um, over these past two episodes, um, going over all the questions about solar and also, you know, you represent Go Go Power. And great company, like I said, and, you know, taking the time out of your day. And I'm sure you guys are going to get some questions and calls and things about that, you know, um, but but that's what it's all about. So, Hey, I want to thank you again for, um, you know, being on the show for the two episodes and hopefully we'll talk again soon. Yeah.
1: Yeah. look forward to it. All
0: right. That was awesome. So we just had a two part series on go power solar and how they work in the RV industry and on your RV, whether it's pre-wired or it's a new installation, or you're just fixing up an installation, maybe you bought a body used RV. So, anyway, there's some a lot of good information there, and you're gonna to want to check out their electric, or their electric, their website, gpelectric.com. Tons of resources there, very helpful. And also, you can call them their toll free number anytime, which I'll also have on our website at Radio Arizona RV. So I'll have links to the products. I'll have links to their website. So we're going to make it real easy for you. Just go to RadioArizonaRV.com and you'll be able to check out the products or check out their website or check them both out. So I want to thank you for listening. And again, I want to thank GoPower and Mark Spilsbury for spending the time for these uh, two episodes. Very helpful, very um, educational. So thank you again. This is Eric Stark with Arizona Radio Arizona RV.